Our guy Humphreys. Big man shoots for three and got it. Nice looking three by Humphreys. Humphreys now on the trial. Smacks one down of his own. Yeah, the energy has lifted. Backs his way in. Spin, shoot. That's the kind of form Isaac Humphreys has been in. Get it, Humphreys! Have a piece of that. Another block. Get that out of here. Six seconds for the win. Blocked by Isaac Humphreys once more. He sent them packing all night long. Spin move from Humphreys. Tough bucket. He pulled that thing from his bag of tricks. Isaac Humphreys. Look at the big man going all the way for the two-handed stuffer. Isaac Humphreys. Oh, aren't we blessed here on the press box this week? One of the big men from the Adelaide 36ers. Had an interesting year the last season, his first season here in Adelaide. Played 19 games, but then hit a snag with an injury to his foot. So we'll talk about all of the season that was and what is to come for the great man from the Sixers, Isaac Humphreys, who's in the studio with us. Isaac, welcome along, mate. Thank you. I'm excited. Wow, great to have you here. You are a tall unit. Seriously, how yeah. often do you get asked about your height? <laughs> oh, my God. I'd say at least five plus times a day. Seriously. Oh, you must happens, get sick of that. It happens all the time. And you'd be... You'd be surprised how much it happens. It uh, it's it's too much. You get very sick of it. So if anyone sees me, leave me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> leave me alone. No, I'm only joking. Um, well, I welcome people. It's all good. I've got to say, the first thing that I noticed about you, and I've, uh, we've met a couple of times in the in the Five Double Studios when you've come on for our drive show. So it's been great to have you in. But what I've always found is you're very warm. You're very welcoming, as you just said, and you're you're just a lovely people guy. And straight away, you want to connect with people. A lot of sports people try to, I don't know, distance themselves, try to keep themselves mysterious and aren't really interested in meeting new people. But straight away, you've got that connection with people. You want to meet others. And and I love that. Is that something you go to an effort to do? Um, I don't know if I go to the effort for it. Uh, I just understand that the position I'm in, I have the opportunity to live a really cool life and meet some really cool people. What's the point of being quiet and hide and mm. not engaged with people or do media or do things like this? It's fun because at some point this will not happen anymore. And I don't want to look back and say I sat in my room the whole time. I want to, you know, n know that I went and did radio shows and TV shows and podcasts and I don't know, whatever I wanted because the opportunities are there for us. And um, I love, love meeting new people. It is something I love to do and I love making friends all around the world. I've lived all around the world and I love it. So, yeah, I don't try. It just happens. Where does Adelaide rate in all the cities that you've lived uh, in the world? I think you're going to be really surprised how high it is. I love Adelaide so much. Um, I didn't. I do not want to leave. I didn't want to leave after my contract. I uh, I was telling my agents, like, I want to stay. Like, do everything you can to, to keep me here because wow. I love it here. Um yeah, I, I've lived some pretty cool places and played some pretty cool places, but Adelaide would be top two, maybe. Like, Kentucky Ooh. was pretty awesome. Mm. But, um, and I love LA. I love some of my times in LA. But Adelaide as a city is, is pretty amazing. What's your favorite part about it? Like, what um, is it? I love that it has everything you need. And it's like 20 minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Adelaide. Yeah. I can go for my place at Henley like white sandy beaches and the Bahamas basically to <laughs> a rooftop bar like mm. at 2KW or something like that or and then walk across the river and be at an AFL game or drive 30 minutes down the road and be at like Port Wollonga or something or a winery and mm. it's just everything everything you ever wanted is here and it's awesome 
what is it about Adelaide in terms of like the hobbies that you have probably picked up here and the people you've met? What are the things that you really do like to enjoy? Today? Well, one thing I'm I have I'm mad about Adelaide is I'm now a wine freak. Wow, like nice. I, <laughs> I'm now wine. Like it's <laughs> whining about Connor, it. connoisseur level. Yeah. Are you saying Connor as in my coach connoisseur? <laughs> because he's a wine guy as Is well. He really? <laughs> Excellent. If he heard this, he would know exactly what I'm talking about. How many of you boys get around to wine? Or like, is that just a thing the boys are doing now? Oh, uh, it's it's. So in basketball, like yeah. we wine's classy alcohol, right. you know, like, yes. and I think like it is in the world, but. Yeah. You know, gin and like alcohol is, uh, sorry, wow. Gin and uh, <laughs> wine is very classy. And yeah. throughout my time in the NBA, wine was a big thing. Um, and I grew up around wine. My parents, well, my dad specifically was a winemaker. Um, we had a label, we had a cellar door, we had um, like a, a bottle shop when that was mm. like a more an independent thing. Um, so I grew up around wine, I grew up around vineyards, I grew up around the process of it. So I already had an interest, but now that it's down the road, I uh, I love going to a winery and not to get like wasted or whatever, just to enjoy yeah. the experience. Mm. And like I said, I love experiences, I love new things. So, <laughs> you know, that's awesome. So does Barossa and the McLaren Vale, does that knock off the old man's drop? Or <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spent too much time at the Barossa, but uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah Dad, dad's listening. So. No, um, he has. I, don't, I haven't tried his wine in a long time. Um, what's it, what's his name? Uh, Should we know it? Nah, nah. I don't think it's a thing anymore. <laughs> so I'm not as informed as I used to be on that one. <laughs> but that is where my sort of interest in wine comes from. You, you said before you, you didn't want to leave Adelaide, but there was a bit of toing and froing. Well, mm. well, us in the media were talking about toing and froing. Was there? Was there offers? Was there thousands of offers on the table? Was it? Is it? Was it? Just, or was it just Adelaide? Just keep me mm, here. There were just thousands, honestly. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't handle it. Uh, no, I um, it was a very weird free agency for me. Um, mm. I had the contract, but we just because my contract was two years, just like team and play option, or mm. I think I think that's what it was. I stay out of that a lot, but um. But it was weird for sure. Uh, I just figured I was coming back and I was very happy about it. I loved it. So I was just more than happy to... But then my agent told me where we were going to go in a free agency and, mm. and just sort of explore. And um, yeah, he did. He kind of does a lot for me that like, with that stuff. Mm. I, our relationship is, is great and I trust him with pretty much everything. So if he comes to me with something that he thinks is the right move, I'll I'll go with it. If I... If I am happy to um so through that process he came back to me with a couple of things that i i just wasn't too keen on it so i um like nothing was really sparking my interest more than it would here and um and i finally said like no to things and mm. was like no mm. i want to stay in adelaide i don't want to go anywhere else really mm. so unless it's the nba like or mm. somewhere incredible yeah. like i want to mm. stay here so um so he just got it done Take it back twelve months before you came to Adelaide. What 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 the managers speak to you when you said, "Okay, we got an offer here for Adelaide." Why why did that say, "Okay, I'm want to go to Adelaide"? Yeah, uh, so I was locked stuck here for from COVID. I had mm. the NBA had shut down totally, and I was with the G League at the time, the Magic G League, mm. and obviously our season got cancelled as well. Um, and I had kind of come to terms with, he had sort of pre let me know that like, you probably will have to sign in Australia because you can't really go anywhere else and it's not really safe to go anywhere else. 
the MBA wasn't happening. Um, so I remember in my head thinking, oh, I'd probably really only entertain Sydney or Adelaide. Um, because I'm from Sydney and obviously mm. that makes sense. I played there before. Um, it just sort of made sense to me, but Adelaide, because I had spent a little bit of time down here, not much, but a little bit. And I have an auntie and some family down here. So I obviously thought, you know, I like, I love my family. So anywhere I can go that there's family is, is a big plus for me anyway. So, um, yeah, that was my thought process. Uh, Sydney or Adelaide pretty much because of family. I didn't even know a beach existed in Adelaide before I got here. No idea. Had no clue. I just knew that it was a cool little city. I'd been here before um, and I had, would have my like some support, like my family. And then I arrived um, into quarantine. And when I got here, it was like a hailstorm and going crazy. And I, I had to go straight into quarantine into mm. my apartment. And uh, my apartment's on the beach, I guess. So I, it was all dark. I had no idea. Mm. And the next morning sort of woke up and I just thought, what in the world? Where am I? What is <laughs> going on here? I have a full beach front yard. Like what's yeah. going on? And uh, had no idea that it even existed. So very pleasantly surprised. And when that decision was made that you would come to Adelaide and play for the 36ers, the difference in the NBL system between playing in Adelaide and the focus that is or isn't on the 36ers any one time and the crowd that we bring to a game compared to the Sydney Kings, who are a big team, and Sydney does have a lot of focus on that team, and, and it's a hometown for you as well. Like The difference, talk us through that in the NBL. Uh, so when I played for the Kings... Um it hadn't really kind of taken off yet. Like the Kings weren't, they, the Kings have gone up and down, mm. like in reputation and in wins and losses and all that stuff. Um, and obviously being from Sydney, like I've known when they're up and when they're down. And when I was there, it just wasn't that much of a thing. Like we'd get people to the games for sure. But, you know, we were walking through the city and people caring about who we were yeah. or anything like that. Um, and once I left, kind of Bogut came and really brought that attention. And that kind of took it to a different level um, to where it kind of is now, I guess. Um, so I don't really know. But uh, I just I, I did know, however, coming to Adelaide that the fans were next level mm. um, because I had played here once you know, at Titanium, actually. Mm. And the stomping was just... It's pretty daunting. Yeah, loud. Loud. <laughs> what was that? It was... <laughs> the, uh, the, the, I, can, just... I, I can tell you, the, um, the, it gets all pushed back. Yeah. And yeah. It's, all, it's all wood. It's all yeah. Canadian maple wood. And when you hit you it... You know what? We train there every ratings. day. And uh, what day is it? I'm going to go to training tomorrow and literally do it. And yeah, yeah see, do it. <laughs> because I just remembered that. Um, yeah, wow. It was full on. Um, so I knew the fan base would be crazy and I love going somewhere with a cool fan base. I went to Kentucky, so I'm uh, very equipped for a no crazy fans fan over base. there, is there? No. <laughs> zero. Oh, the worst, uh, zero fans <laughs> of a franchise. Oh. Um, <laughs> Kentucky's unbelievable. Can, it's, we, it's can we talk about your American time? Mm. You were there for a couple of years and you did play in the twos for quite some time in that G League system mm. and, and obviously college and whatnot. But you you then did hit the NBA. Let's touch on that. That's a that's a great time. I think you played half a season's worth in at the Atlanta Hawks team. It was, the, right? ba it was the back end of yeah. the season. It wasn't quite half, but Not it was the back half. end and I finished the year with them. Um, but yeah, that was a weird year. I kind of... Uh, I went from not having a job to like at all to uh because i had i had one rookie of the year with the kings to somehow not getting a job um <laughs> anywhere or at least maybe my agent wasn't telling me because <laughs> like i said we've kind of had that relationship but um but i thought i was fully jobless like 
I'd gone, I had an opportunity in the US and I went over, totally screwed it up, played the worst basketball of my life. It was my own fault. And uh, then the Hawks said, we'll give you an opportunity, I guess. Mm. So I, I got a training camp deal, not like a full training camp, but they needed my rights. So they signed me to a training camp deal, was able to be a part of that for a little bit and then went down to the G League um, uh, and had a good year, like had a had a mental shift, like was really struggling with basketball, to be honest. So, um, so I just said like, you've got like you're gonna if you're gonna do it like do it if you're not gonna do it just go find something else to do mm. because you're wasting everyone's time and your own time like just your own i was like 19 or something at the time you can start a life like you know get over yourself so mm. i did and fully changed my whole mentality and had a great year and ended up finishing in the nba so that was the, that was the shift was it for you that was a time where you had to take a look at yourself in the mm, mirror and absolutely. basically ask yourself the question, what am I really going to do with myself? Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a time where I was like, I could go study music. I could go down my other avenues. Um, but then the Hawks, the Hawks gig came along and wow. it just sort of felt really right. And on my way to the Hawks, like on the plane, I was having this chat with myself and got off the plane and just have never been the same since really weird, but it just happened and Incredible. never been the same since. Now, with the Hawks, when you finally subbed into the NBA court, was there that pinch yourself moment like, yeah. I'm here, there's 20,000 in the house, <laughs> here we go, this is the big dance? Yeah, the pinch myself moment was the run out. Um, it wasn't, I wasn't, exp I wasn't even expecting to play really. I was kind of just like, oh yeah, like I'll come along and be a part mm -hmm. of it. Because um, I just thought I'd been given an opportunity and, you know, whatever. Uh, I would make the most of it yeah. if I got the chance, but, you know, didn't expect much. And, uh, but what I could control was, you know, all those little things like the warm-ups and the run-outs. And so, you know, in the NBA, you get decked out with epic gear and it's like head-to-toe layers and layers of uniforms and mm. tracksuits and it's full on. Um, so you put it all on and, and something the Hawks did was run from their dressing room all the way to the court. Yeah. So and in NBA arenas, like there's tunnels and tunnels and you're just running like the whole time <laughs> i thought what i'm tired that sounds horrible I started yet <laughs> so but i remember like the full sprint and trey started it and he just like went for it and so i've got like trey young on one end and vince carter on the other which is pretty cool yeah and um just and we just sprint like out to the court and then we were at playing the spurs and i it was my first game with them playing the spurs and i knew patty was going to be there didn't really didn't know patty i still don't but thought oh like an aussie like that's really cool mm. um uh and just and my mum had flown all the way over from australia to watch it and i knew she was there and i just thought this is epic like running mm. out full sprint and you run out and just like i've played in all the arenas before but mm. it's different when you're in an nba team mm. um i hadn't felt like that for a while and i just had missed that feeling of just feeling really good about yourself and like mm. yes like I've, I've done it and i'm and i'm really here doing it is it, that is, was the moment. Is it addictive, that sort of feeling of just... For sure, yeah. Full adrenaline. For sure. It. You get like a little taste of it and you just want it all the time and it sucks when you don't have it and mm. you, then you want to work more towards it. It's full motivation. It really is. It's an amazing journey. And, and like there's players that you just mentioned there and Trey Young and, and Vince Carter and, and even then there's opposition players that you're up against. There's yeah. players that are household names in Australia, in America. Like, and, and they are even bigger over there, obviously. So... 
for you as somebody who's little old Aussie who's now playing in the biggest basketball competition in the world yeah. how do you feel standing alongside a teammate of someone like a, a great in Vince Carter and, mm. and, and the ice tray now that he's known ice in his veins the yeah. Trey Young um, to be honest I just I, like I said before I, I did go to Kentucky so I was not uh, not uh, like I was very used to being alongside great players mm. people coming through the door all the time it was never a, a abnormal, uncommon for any form of a celebrity to be at our practices, our games, doing anything with us. We were just constantly filmed on TV. It was a wild place. So being in the NBA like really was no different, but just different people. And for sure, you know, I knew Trey very briefly from my time at college. So we kind of knew each other a little bit. I did not know Vince. And, um, and it was for sure like, oh, that's Vince Carter like don't talk to him unless yeah. you're talked to <laughs> yeah. sort of thing and I don't even know he's the nicest guy in the world uh, you just put that mm. yourself it just happens mm. yourself um, have you blocked Vince Carter blocked yeah nah I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> damn no by the time I got there there was not much practices and Vince oh, was definitely not, not practicing, practicing. <laughs> <laughs> he can do that now I'm going to go back to the 36s okay. just, uh, because this, this is our team the reason we're the, here the reason we're here but uh, <laughs> a lot of pundits m me included last year said that uh, yourself and Daniel Johnson wouldn't work mm-hmm well, you proved me wrong, big yep. time. Um, <laughs> how, how does that how does that combination now with Todd Withers as well? How does that go from next level to um, get us into the playoffs? Uh, look, I mean, Deej and I we worked on that heaps though. Like it mm. didn't um, it didn't just happen. Like we um, it, it was never bad, but it was it was never like oh, this was always going to work. You know, like mm. you said. We, I never, I never doubted it because I knew he was a great player, and I knew I'd be able to come in and figure out how to work alongside him. Um, but once we got together, and uh, you know, I, I took the approach of of getting to know him off the court more than on the court because DJ is a very interesting guy. He's mm. uh, does he actually talk to you? Does he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> Someone well, I've was interviewed DJ a notoriously lot. quiet in the media. Someone was going to say, yeah. "No, <laughs> he he does talk to me." Um, but honestly, like if you get a sentence or two out of him, that's a novel. Like you, you'll exactly. be happy with that. Uh, but no, he's he's just a quiet dude and just sort of keeps to himself. And um, but once you crack him, like well, well get in or whatever yeah. you want to mm. say, like you, uh, it's awesome. He's a legend. Like you, you really have a great time with him. And I just knew I had to get get to him a different way because mm. I wasn't talk to him, talking to him at practice. He was really connecting with like his old teammates and mm. I just, it just wasn't happening. So, And an age difference too mm. probably doesn't help. No, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't. It never does really. Like, but I'm a pretty mature 20, I don't even know how old I am. 23? Am I 23? Yeah, I 22. <laughs> 48? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a pretty mature guy. So I, I can handle yeah. absolutely, you know, uh, friendships with older people or whatever but um yeah it just was a, it was a different situation and um and so off the court we just hung out more and i got to know him and his wife and um and then that just really started to translate on the court and we just once we had that respect for each other and figured out like we're actually going to make each other better mm. and everyone better we just it just sort of happened. Um, and you guys sort of saw it happen mm. before your yeah. eyes. It wasn't that practice. It would happen in those games. Yeah. And there was one game in particular, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but there was one game where he and I just fully took over and it was just like bang, bang, just to each other. Mm. And 
stuff just got done, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, think so, it was, I think it was a Brisbane game. The yeah. Brisbane game up there, I think that was mm. 20 odd each. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm an old basketball coach going back and basketball player and have two twin towers and have a high-low high low post and... Mm. Hutto to Polly doesn't know what I'm talking about, but it's all it's all. <laughs> but they have the high low combination is to get if you get that right, yeah. you, you're halfway there, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And it got to a little bit of a point where we would look for each other too much, and it would be like mm. forcing it, and it wouldn't work because we'd think, oh, there's another, there's the rest of the team to kind of play with. Um, but yeah, we loved our little connection. I can't wait to build on that. Um, it sucked. I didn't get to play much with any of them mm. the last sort of end of the season, but uh, I'm excited to get back into it and and definitely form connections with other new teammates. We've got some great guys coming in, so heaps of great guys, massive, massive signings. So very we'll exciting. We'll yeah. definitely get to them. And Dale said that you played up in Brisbane, and amazing seeing how Australia is with COVID now. What was it like, sort of being in that sort of bubble and with isolation? What what do you do? Um, I only had to isolate once. So it was one quarantine when I moved and that mm. was when COVID was really bad in everywhere. Yeah. Um, so even to move states, like you had to quarantine. Mm. So, uh, I had only quarantined then, but with our NBL rules, we weren't allowed to go like, I couldn't even get like a haircut if I was wow. a day out of a game. Like you'd have, we'd have like three day, uh, 74 hour rules and then like 24 hour yeah. rules and we'd be in like protocol no matter what that's so we couldn't come in and do media we couldn't go to events or any promo stuff we couldn't see anyone that didn't live in our house um wow. so like no one really but uh those eased as the governments eased as well but mm -hmm. yeah the start of the year was pretty tough because we'd we'd almost just be with each other and that's fine. Like we all loved each other and got along really well, but traveling was tough. Um, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just strange. Like we weren't in the, a bubble bubble mm. until Melbourne, but, um, but it was weird restrictions for sure. I want to ask about that. That was an interesting time for the Sixers. I remember you guys were off to a, a reasonably good start to the yeah. year um, and you played more games, especially at home, because of the way COVID yeah. had begun. It helped when you play for yes, seven so, at night. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So you had a nice advantage early. I forgot away games existed <laughs> at that point. <laughs> so did I. But then eventually the NBL Cup came along, you started playing more away games, and then you actually had to go to Melbourne yeah. for what well, must have been a couple of weeks. It was about it two was or three four, weeks? It was four, four weeks. weeks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Four weeks long. Yeah. That's a long stint. And you guys were living in a hotel the whole time. Yeah. And you couldn't really go not, anywhere. Not really. really. Could you? So for the first week or two, we weren't allowed to go anywhere really. Mm. But then um, they they eased the restrictions because it was kind of like everywhere else in Australia had no restrictions. So why yeah. would why did like however many NBL players need to be mm. locked in their their hotel? Yeah. Um, as long as we wore a mask, like when we left, which we all did, uh, we were sort of fine. Like eventually, the first yeah. couple of weeks were pretty strict. Um, but then I think they realised like we this is we can't do this to people. So how did that affect you guys? Because that that was a tough part of the year where you guys yeah. unfortunately lost a lot of games, yeah. and I can only imagine it got to your heads. For sure. I mean, once uh, I played the first four and then got injured, yeah. so we um, we had four games in like a week or something, which was so full on. That's it's just too much for any body, like any human. Um, yes, we're conditioned for it, but. It was just too much. So by the end of it, uh, I know for me anyway, my load was just, I think, too much and my, mm. my body just stopped and gave out, I guess. Not blaming anything, but it's definitely yeah. a factor in mm. what what happened. Um, 
uh, and then after that, it, I, I got sent home to Adelaide. So I mm. had to watch from afar and, and it was awful. Like I, mm. I hated it because like that was, you feel like that's your team, you know, mm. and I was really a part of that group and really going for it and having a great time, like loving every second playing with those guys. And then, and then uh, had to sit and watch them lose like all the time. And it was really tough. Yeah. You feel a bit isolated, pun intended, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you do. Mm. Um, it's it, you feel like your your name's on the roster, but you're not a part of the team at all, yeah. and it sucks. Now you talk about that injury. It was the foot. Mm-hmm. It was against New Zealand. Yep. Was it? Did uh, explain how it had? Just, just when I saw it on TV, I went, "Oh, I was acting a bit strife here mm. because there's no one around him, Nothing. and it just it went down like a sack of spuds." <laughs> and it was uh, crazy. I was like, "Was it? Was this a clean break, or was it?" No, it no. wasn't even a Plant break. A it or? was my Liz Frank um, ligament, so oh, it just sprained. Like I, mm. it just was taking too much pressure and just sprained. Wow! Because you see the vision. Like I'm just yeah, it's just I'm just walk. Like I saved the ball, inbound, uh, like back into mm. the. It's like a sniper. Thrown it to Giddy. It's like a like, sniper when bang. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. right. And then I, I watch in slow mo, and I put my foot down, and I just like wince or whatever, and. And that was it. I couldn't put weight on my foot again, like mm. for months. It was crazy. Um, it was, you missed heaps of games yeah. after that. And, missed and, heaps. Yeah. And I'm sure that surprised you. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I had obviously no idea what was going on. I'm not a doctor, but um, we weren't. Yeah, I mean, we weren't given like a timeline as such. Like it wasn't like a. It wasn't like I was out longer than expected. It just. Um, it just fully took me out. I don't know how to explain it. It was, uh, and because I'm such a tall dude. Putting all my weight through my mm. foot is—it's just gonna take so long to sort of figure figure that out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It was such a weird. It was a very weird injury. Um, unexplainable to be honest. Mm. Just no idea what happened. A lot of athletes that I've interviewed that something happens just randomly. Usually, a carrying something, or you're carrying another injury, or mm. whatever, like trying to favor something, or yeah, yeah. Or usually, if something pops like that, or I mean, snaps. it was our fourth game in a week. Like I was yeah, sore for sure. Genuine, but just tiredness. But right? um, I mean, there are niggles on us all the time, mm. all the time. No one's ever playing at 100 percent ever. Mm. So there were for sure things going on, but. I don't know. It just, I think it just added up. Everything added up. Uh, Tiredness, fatigue, too much load. Um, It just all added up and my foot just said, I can't carry you anymore. (laughs) You're too massive doing too many crazy things. (laughs) What are you doing? Like stop jumping and hanging from rings and like calm down. (laughs) So, so so is that learnings like for this year moving forward? Like, you know, you know, if I do this, this and this, Hopefully, A, B, and C won't I mean, happen. It, I learned a lot from the experience, but I think our club did as well. Mm. Like, it, I think we sort of, um, we all sort of sat back and thought, we can't, we can't do that again. You know, like it's that was too much. Um, and just how to handle injuries and people, and you know, there was a lot of new things happening in the Sixers last year. So now that we're all a bit settled, mm. um, everyone kind of knows, you know, four games in a week is probably not going to happen for you know, most people, but mm. anyway, it well, happened. We got a new season coming up. You're entering pre-season and it all starts in November. We'll focus on the new season shortly, but let's talk about some of those recruits. Mm-hmm. Kai Soto is a seven foot two Filipino. Mm-hmm. You're now not the tallest guy on the team. No, I'm not. I wasn't last year either. So oh, Owen, really? Yeah, Owen Holland was our oh, he was DP yeah, and he's massive. That's mm-hmm. true. He's like seven one or something. So yeah. in a big unit, so, but he didn't play much. So mm. you probably, that's probably why, um, you didn't see him much, but yeah. but he was yeah he's 
I hope he never hears this, but he's just that little bit taller than me. <laughs> we, so, so with, sorry to get to catch up, but I'm thinking like with Kai coming in, you're going to have a really tall team. Does yeah. that does that bother you? Does it excite you? How do you where do you fit in this, and and what are you looking forward to? Uh, I mean, I don't think it worries me at all. It's just exciting. Like he's a, a young dude coming in, and I don't know much about him, obviously, because I don't know him. But um, when he gets here, you know, we're all figure it out and I don't know basketball is weird like that we have mm. so much turnover every year you have no idea about anything until it's happening so yeah. you know they can talk all they want about lineups and players and this mm. and that but no one will ever know until we're actually there and it's happening mm. I think uh, well, he got 2 million Instagram followers or something really? He, he's, he's unbelievable <laughs> how many do you have? so he's like a Filipino celebrity really yeah yeah I think there's like a TV show as well far out I'm not sure he just you know like the Filipino basketball community is so massive massive, isn't it religious it's insane so in a good way so you know I'm excited I don't think it's two million Oh, that's a lot. Oh, I don't that's know. crazy. How about you ask another question? Him, I'm going to check that. Him. I'm going to check that right okay, now. Well, good on him if it's two well, million. Yeah, I know. Well, it's good. It's a win-win because it's good for Kai because he's going to get beaten up by you every day. <laughs> so he's going to or DJ. Go. Or DJ. He's going no, to. He's, you're he's, so far off the mark. He's at two hundred ninety-three thousand. Oh, well, uh, that was a two. Very short. Was a two involved. It's a one point seven mil difference. Come on, Juno Mass. Nice. Fair bump, my on. Fair enough. So he's going to improve rapidly by trying to guard you and and mm. yeah i guess the, that's the, and then someone the to have someone taller than you yeah go go up against, going against taller than you. regardless of how good anyone is going against someone that big is always mm. always going to teach you something so mm. block that <laughs> yeah who said that yeah <laughs> uh no i'll block are you serious i'll block, yeah. I'll block, I'll block anything don't don't well, get yes. me started on that i'll have it filmed and sent to you so. yes, yes. Like to his 293 it's, it's happened right. it's happened now so you've, you've said it <laughs> um one other person who's gonna have a lot of uh instagram followers i'm sure very soon if he hasn't already mm-hmm. is josh giddy oh, kids. mate yeah. Good friend of yours now. He, you must be so proud. Absolutely, I was just not. To, he wasn't there, but I was just talking to his like people, quote unquote, today. Yeah, and they've just had a great time. Like they're doing such great stuff, and he's um he's just loving it. And I'm so I am very happy for him. Mm. Um, our our little camp is the same. So like our our uh, managers and agents, that we're all the mm. same. So mm. we do spend a lot of time together in that sense. Um. Gids is also an 18 year old who like Crazy. is into things that I'm not. So <laughs> we didn't like hang out that much, but we did for sure. And, um, uh, and knowing like our people really keeps us connected mm. and it's, it's awesome. Cause I know now I'll never, you know, I'll always have some connection to Gids cause teammates come and go for sure. Yeah. And mm. Gids, but Gids is going to be like the flag bearer for Australia over there for 10 years. So, um, you know, I'll hopefully do Boomer stuff with him, and mm. just having that relationship already is is awesome. It's special talent. Yeah, now, it, it is. He is. Speaking of Boomers, I got the mama Boomers questions here. <laughs> oh, I've, I've wiped the tears away from two weeks ago, <laughs> whenever it was, oh, or when we got God. the medal. Did you tear up when we won it? Look, I I did. I put my hand up. I was I was very very happy for mm. us. Absolutely, <laughs> so happy. But the Olympics was a really tough time for me because I, I had to pull out of the yeah. Olympics. And mm. I was like, I don't know if I can watch this. Like, I want to be there so bad yeah. that I'm not sure if I can fully watch this. So 
I watched the start and then thought I can't do it anymore. And then of oh, course I watched the last game and like so happy for everybody, but very like damn selfishly you know, like, without meaning to be. You do you would feel that you can't way. not. Yeah, you, know? mm. like, you can't not, and you can't not think ah oh, like a stupid injury has kept me from being in the Olympics yeah. and winning a medal and. I wasn't like, oh, I have to, I hate that I'm not there. But it was really tough to mm. firstly even pull out of something mm. that amazing and then to have to watch it and, and uh, was, was tough. But I was so, so happy. Didn't tear up. That takes, <laughs> yeah, a, takes a bit for me to tear up. But um, I'm one of those like haven't cried in, you know, whatever years people. Oh, so yes. I don't know if, I, if tearing up was my first, but so happy. Absolutely. Mm. No, no, no form of unhappiness for them. Now, Paris 2024, mm -hmm. don't think Aaron Baines is going to be there. There's a spot wide open. Yeah. That's got to be a goal. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. My goal is to, like, com games, World Cup, Olympics, Bang. the next um, three years. I'm not screwing around with boomers anymore. I want to be a part of that culture so badly. And I had, I was so close and just shitty, bad circumstances um, just sort of ruined it for me. But, you know, there's things coming up that I'm have my sights on for sure. Um, talk us about that taste of the boomers culture. You've had that now. You've had a little taste. You were yeah. in that squad from February and then mm -hmm. you pulled out halfway through the year, yeah. closer to. So you've, you've you've got that taste now. How addictive is it? I suppose using Hutto's question earlier is that as well because you've been around it and, mm. and known what it's like. Yeah, uh, things like that are super addictive. Like um, as a as a kid, or a kid athlete, I guess, I started playing basketball pretty young, but was very much in a sport. And the Olympics has always been any or any national team playing mm. for Australia has always been anyone sort of like the top, you know, before I knew even about NBA and NBL and anything. Playing for Australia is huge, even as I'm from Sydney. So rugby, mm. like playing for the, um, wow. Wallabies. The Wallabies, Wallabies yeah. It's, it's been a literal dream for so long. And, um, yeah, I was, I was in the mix and I, I had a taste with the boomers. Um, uh, I did a little tour with them in Kazakhstan and Iran of all places. So you get a little taste. Um, and then when, but when you make the big, the big dog squad, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty undescribable. Like the, the names you're next to mm. all these people you've watched growing up and aspire to be are now just teammates, um, or, potential teammates i didn't quite get there but you know what i mean yeah. um and it's so so addictive to be like in that crew and know you're in that mix and with those people you just feel um like everything's sort of worth it well, like you've done it what is that makeup of culture because we do talk about that word but what is what is it actually uh look i i haven't been around enough to tell mm. you exactly what it is but i know it's serious brotherhood and mm. like intense um like commitment and loyalty and and just like being for your brothers and you know that sort of sacrifice like that sort of thing yeah. um very australian you know like very australian mm. uh which is awesome because i love that about aussies yeah i've been in the u.s for ages and that just they just don't have that sort of some do obviously but like all australians have that weird underlying mm. grit that that hard working mm. grit so, um, so yeah, like I said, I, I never got there to tell you exactly what it is. Like with Paddy, he was head, he was of kind of spearheading a lot of their culture this this um, campaign. Um, but I can tell you, it's it's very much about that. Now, there's one big dog in the NBL that you can beat to this boomer spot is Dwop Weath. 
Illawarra Hawks. Uh-huh. Is that extra spice now when uh, oh, yeah. Sixers so play the Hawks? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, I love a good matchup. So, yeah. um, and it's with Gorge as well. It so was, uh, there's yeah. a bit of a double whammy there. Um, yeah, I mean, I hadn't even thought about it until this second. But uh, now that I've, you've said it, I will be thinking about it. And not in a bad way, just in a sweet. <laughs> well, that's 25 and 20 wrapped up for that there game. You go, yeah. <laughs> you can guarantee it. <laughs> no, How no about idea. Mitch McCarron coming across the team? Huge. You've heard of a couple of battles with him mm, in the past, but huge, that's, that's yeah. a great get. Such a good get. And I was so, so excited to hear about that. Um, my thing was coming back, like I need... I need a git. Like, what mm. am I going to do without my pick and roll buddy? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'd get like 10 plus points a game from that. You yeah. Know? Not that it's about points at all, but that little combo was mm. effective. So, uh, I thought... He'd um, get five assists as well. Well, he, exactly. He would... We'd both benefit from that one. Yeah. Uh, strawberries and cream or whatever it was. <laughs> Thor and Loki. I don't know. There are a couple there. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but Mitch, yeah, he, um, he's, my thought was when I saw that we got him was like, that's, if you want anyone other than Gids, like you want him, he's the next, not even the next best because he's great, but the next person of that caliber that mm. you want alongside you in a pick and roll selfishly or just on your team on mm. defense, he's, he's going to be great for us. I'm Brings really leadership pumped. too, I think as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And we needed that a little bit more in that position last year, but our circumstance was that we had an incredible superstar 18 year old and of course he's going to play and he was doing his thing and if he didn't bring leadership because he just hasn't got the hadn't had yeah. the experience then that's fine we'll find, find it from somewhere else but um having leadership in that position specifically is massive McCarran coming in and also import Dusty Hannah's coming mm-hmm. in. They can shoot the PI double five Dusty, uh, out Dusty of it. Dusty can shoot. And uh, surely, as a big man, that helps when uh, there's mm. legitimate perimeter threats where the For defense sure. can't just sag mm-hmm. off and go, well, they're not going to shoot it. They, yep. ca- they can't hit the side of a barn. Yep. So surely to have uh, hot shooters on the perimeter is uh, just got a big smile on your face. For sure. It mm. opens my area up heaps. Um, and Dusty... Dusty, I don't, I don't remember if I've met him personally, but he's been around the G League a lot as well. Yeah. So, um, so we've crossed paths a ton, and I know him and know of him and seen him play. Uh, so, but I don't know him personally, so I can't talk mm. on his person. But I, he's a great player and bounced up and down from the NBA, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to be great for us too. But you're right, having legitimate shooters out there on the three-point line, um, once I'm out there too, it'll be mm. three legitimate shooters. Mm. Um, so add that to the thing and then DJ can have some Yeah, I was going to say DJ shattered. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, we'll just play five out. This year. <laughs> Maybe Mitch can go inside and yeah, we'll all be on the outside. Well, he can post up. I've seen him post up. Uh, side note from Dusty Hannes, he was in the background of Giannis getting his MVP. He bloody oh. was. Who was he with? It was... Oh. Could have been with it Milwaukee. Have been, must have been with the Milwaukee G League. He must have nabbed a ticket. Some, but he was. Oh, in, he looked like a fan. He was, that oh, day. he was. In, he, was he wasn't he was, dressed. No, no, he was, in the, oh, he was okay. a fanboy in the background. Yeah. He, so oh. he was on the court as they were getting doing all the interviews yeah. and awarding the MVPs and stuff on the court. Dusty Hannes is sitting in the background in the ESPN coverage. Yeah, right. Well, so, Dusty's been around like a, a while. So, and when you're around a while over there, you just know everyone and can do whatever <laughs> you want, even <laughs> if it's in the G League. Look, you can just do that because. Yeah. You just know everybody eventually. So he's one of those guys that would just know everyone over there. Mm. And 
he could go wherever he wants, really. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask this question. You probably you probably know this, but the boys might not know this. Uh, Perth Wildcats signed their coach. I know. Today. Yes. It's our Prime Minister. His name is, yeah. his name is Scott Morrison. How confusing yeah. was that? Yeah. Shh, just, come on. Was, seriously. Do you think ScoMo, our Prime Minister, would actually coach a basketball team? He probably might do a better job, but I don't know. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> Doubt. When, oh. when you saw that on Twitter this morning, went, Scott, you went, surely that's a G up. I thought they were fully what? screwing with it. I thought something had happened COVID-related <laughs> and ScoMo had done something. Yeah. Um, I don't know the coach. I, I thought you might have known him from because he's from no, Boston Celtics. I, don't, I have never come and, across him okay. because I surely would have remembered him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you sound familiar. <laughs> um, uh, you're our Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, no. Nah, uh, but I thought for sure the NBL was pulling a yeah, prank on us. Mm, Honestly yeah. thought COVID had something had happened COVID-wise overnight <laughs> and they were like just jumping on the bandwagon yeah. of this. But... Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Real world. I wonder if he knows what he's getting into. <laughs> I know. I wonder. Does he know that our Prime Minister's name is that? Does he know that he's going to come in and probably not have a lot of love? He'll like, be the he, butt of the joke. He'll be yeah. all year. So, anyway. He's carrying a big good on him. We don't like Perth, so... Yeah. Especially when anyway. they start losing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When they start losing. Well, I mean, think about that. He's coming in with such a reputation to kind of... With that name, that's right. He'd be having so many like thoughts and weird <laughs> things going on. I think it's like thirty-eight straight years in the playoffs or something. Oh, no pressure. Como. I think they're one of the most successful franchises in sport Australian world. Australian world. Like, oh, world. 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 Wow, mm. that's amazing. Let's just hope he's not in a magazine anytime and needs a <laughs> Wow, that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. And that's right by my house too, Angadine. <laughs> <laughs> Where I used yes. to live in Sydney. Oh, wow. I know that area too. Oh, boy. It gets better. <laughs> That's incredible. Wow. Isaac, I've got to ask this, Isaac, for Huddo's sake. You're from Sydney, but have you picked Port mm. or the Crows? Wow. That's and just a tough have, question. And just have a look at what uh, Huddo's got on his chair. It may or may not influence the answer. Wow. Look, you know what? I've been to two AFL games, three in my life. Yeah. And they oh, were all. Are you a Swannies man? No, no. Oh, I don't. I didn't know what. I'd never been to an AFL game until moving to Adelaide. Get mm-hmm. out. Ever. That's good. And uh, I've been to three, and they were all port uh, suites or whatever. Yeah. Nice. Boxes. Nice. So I think I have to go with port just yes. because of that situation. Excellent. Is that all right? We'll bring Jace Kemp back because yeah. he's just as useful as you. Everybody, three port <laughs> three, fans. Three, one here. again. I'm absolutely no. serious. He's being out. Don't worry. All I don't know anything. Can't port. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what's going on. I know nothing. <laughs> he wouldn't have seen many crows wins though. That's the thing. Dave. Whoa, that's the th- yeah. Jeez, okay, well, just pile on. Why don't you? Well, um, <laughs> well, you've got the fancy desk, so I do. Well, that's all the only thing I've got going for me right now. Um, talk about you just quickly and and your aspirations. You're still young, and you've got so much ahead of you. You'll head back to the United States one day. It's it's inevitable. It's just a matter of time. It, that's a really hot goal for you as well. And and how much does the, the want to get back to the NBA, I suppose, in some way, shape or form, drive you? Massively. Um, I'm not kidding when I say every single game I walked into last year was NBA motivated. And then once I got boomers, Olympics motivated. Great. And I love Adelaide. I love the Sixers. I love the fans. Fantastic. And I'll play my A-double-S off every yeah. single game. And I think we all know that. I will mm. fight and scream and yell. And no doubt. I will. 
but I'm always thinking about the NBA. Of course. Because I want to get back there so badly. Um, I love the US as like a place. Haven't been there since like Armageddon, but <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out what what happens there when I go back. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think about it daily and it's still my motivation every day. Does it help that something like uh, what happens to Jock Landale comes from Melbourne United mm, and yeah. goes bang? And then, you know, there's Jason Tate, there's you know, yeah. Giddy as well. I have You're no, playing in a league where scouts yeah, are looking. I mean, I had no, there's, there's no, um, there was no question for me whether it would, uh, whether I'd be seen over here mm. or anything like that, especially how much time I've spent in the US. Everyone knows me over there anyway. I've been through that system for years. Um, I've played with a couple teams already. So they, they know me over there and they, and so I wasn't worried about that, but um I guess it's just more motivation. I always know it's possible. So with Jock signing, I don't think, oh, it's possible. I just think, good job, Jock, and <laughs> I'll see you over there next season or something. I don't know. You know, Jock had a great year and fully deserved to, to be over there. That's what happens when you mm. have a good year anywhere, you know, in a mm. league like ours or a league in Europe. As long as, you know, if you play well and mm. you deserve to be there, you'll be there. I got. To, I always ask this of basketball players because mm-hmm. the basketball folk are very superstitious. They yeah. are people. Uh, number eight. Yep. Any reason? Number eight. Uh, so um, I wish I had a See, cool story. A, oh, there is. Oh, there is. <laughs> a, there is a story. Oh, I wish it was awesome, oh. but uh, but it's it's just not. But anyway, I like it. So when I got the Hawks gig, I showed mm-hmm. up and my I, I wanted to be number thirteen because I was the thirteenth Australian in the NBA that year. There you go. And I thought, let's do it. That's mm. a really cool story. Like I'll hang my hat on number Luke thirteen. Longley? Yep. Got ah. Longley. There's a couple mm. other names, you know, growing up. The big guy always got thirteen or fourteen or whatever. So whatever, there are a couple of things. But anyway, showed up, didn't even get asked. They just gave me number eight. <laughs> and my locker had number eight on it. My jerseys all had every everything had number eight on it. And I thought, okay. I um, guess I'm number eight yeah. <laughs> and uh, just went with it and then uh, went back to 15 because 15 was my number forever. Mm. It's been my number forever, mm. really. Um, a brief stint in zero with the Kings, but that was very short-lived. 15's been my number and then when I came back here, 15's retired. There, Al Green. Yes. Al Green. Me and yes. Al Green. Um, as much as I want an exemption, <laughs> that's not how it works. Good luck no. with that. Yeah, no, never going to happen. But um, I was more than happy to take eight again um, because it was my number in the NBA mm. and that's my goal and that's where I want to get back to. So I kind of have a little piece of the NBA on me always. Like that. Um, mm. And I love the infinity. It kind of has mm. turned into a bit of an infinity thing. Wow, I love yes. that it's an infinity sign and that there's a little bit of the NBA on me every game. That's cool. I love how there's a little bit of meaning behind all mm. those tiny little things in the game. It's... Yeah, there's always meaning. Like yeah. you said, there's, there's, like there's that. A great, that was a great story. That wasn't... Uh... Oh, <laughs> that, was, that was rather good. Cool. Especially by now, I must say before I, I got one more. Let's go because I'm a five foot nine point guard and not a six foot eleven centre. Seven foot, how dare you? Seven foot. <laughs> <laughs> a dunk, yeah, or a block. Ooh, what do I prefer? Yes, oh, that's, that's tough because I love my blocks. Mm. I love them. I'll even call, not not, not yeah. count them. Or I'll anything. call them out if they don't give them to me. <laughs> <laughs> Defensive stats, like I don't care about offensive stats, but yeah. defensive stats, like mm. give me them because mm. that, like we get paid, like we get jobs from these stats. Yeah. Like, it's important. And if you're missing four blocks a game, like mm. there was one game where they put me down for five and I had an eight or something in the end. Like, that's oh, that's no. too many. Nah. That's too many to miss. Yeah. You know, like way too many to miss. That's point guards like me are the statisticians. That's why. Yeah, because they don't like us. <laughs> yeah. They don't like us big dudes that'll uh, 
block them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole cycle. And my little small man syndrome too is when you block it, yeah. why do you smack it out of bounds? Just Dramatic effect. Grab it. Physics. How are you physically allowed to... Alfonso Ellis did it. Oh, what? Sometimes Jeez. when we're at the Kmart game time school things and they're like year twos, we can grab it from there. But if it's a professional basketball coming at you, I can't just grab it from the Please sky. small man syndrome. Although there was a couple. Harry will kill me for this, but there was a preseason game and Harry, I was guarding Harry Froling. And I actually one hand grabbed it out of, and there's photo evidence, I one hand grabbed it out of him and we looked at each other and just went, that's like the Kmart kids that he just did that to. <laughs> that's a fully grown man, Taking adult this. basketballer. That's what I'm after more of them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't know, dunk or block. Uh, it depends the timing. Like if yeah. it's, it's a moment. There's been thing, a couple games where like I've had game winning blocks mm. or taking it to OT off a block and that's massive like I'd love that mm. but if um, you know Gids hits me on a pocket pass and I just jam it like I'm gonna love that too so mm. that's a really tough one maybe oh, do I have to answer I've done you're looking ne- at I've me you're neither. looking at me like I yeah but neither. <laughs> you're seriously looking at me in the eyes like yeah but answer <laughs> well, I don't care make, what you're saying we're gonna answer make the you question. think really hard about the next couple of questions because we'll, we'll just bring in a quick segment here which is what we usually do on the show it's a bit of fun Hutto has his own segment called Hutto's shit takes Hutto's gonna do I don't know what you've brought, put together here mate uh, so it's some of the best of really just the best of my shit takes because I have a lot of different opinions regarding mainly food and a lot of people hate them <laughs> oh. so what? Hence they are shit takes. Yeah. Um, uh. Probably my favourite one is where? where's your best place for chocolate if you have it? Chocolate? Yep. In Adelaide or just in... No, no as where in does, like, where, where do you, do you store it? it? Like, do you oh, store it. store it. My <laughs> my top drawer mm. and it's a bag of Maltesers constantly. <laughs> oh, I, I rate that. Top drawer so that when I'm in like about to sleep or watching something it's... Yeah. Oh, I've got the That's snacks. Good. Yeah. That's good. So Dale and I both believe chocolate goes in the freezer. You can ah. put chocolate in the freezer. Mm. Absolutely ridiculous. Freezer. Yeah, dentist I'd go, hates I'd me. go fridge. I'd go fridge because yeah. I like a cold block of chocolate for sure. Yeah, good. But I keep mine room temperature, I guess. But freezer, all right, interesting. Yeah, I, I disagree. Yeah. But that's fine. That's fine. That is a shit take. And I wish I could say shit this whole podcast because yeah, I would have been. Now. You've got <laughs> this will be your ticket. <laughs> I thought I was getting in trouble. <laughs> Never. Spelling it out and stuff. Yeah, especially <laughs> us. I'm just like, just go with it. Yeah, man. What, am I, what am I doing? <laughs> Pineapple anyway. on a pizza, yes or no? Yep. Ooh. Yes! Good. Happy man. with it. Sucked in, Hutto. Happy with it. A couple of years ago, I would have said pineapple never, ever. Really? Not for me. Oh, so you but changed. then I fell in love with pineapple in Santa Cruz, oh. um, California. And I've should. never looked back ever since. Damn, Californian experiences. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, California. <laughs> Dale had a good one a couple of weeks ago, and I really rated this. Right. Barbecue sauce on a pastry. A pastry? Over, over tomato sauce. Like a pie? Yeah, yeah like a pie, pie pasty, sausage oh, roll. See, I love barbecue sauce. Excellent. I can't get past barbecue mm. sauce. But I'll take tomato, but mm. I'll opt for barbecue. Wow. Yes. That's, a, that's, that's good. I'd put barbecue sauce on like watermelon if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I love, wow. barbecue. I love barbecue sauce. I saw the other day, I saw, a, and this is funny how you've just linked this, there was a, something going online going viral, watermelon pizzas. People are grilling a slice of watermelon and making, like putting pepperoni and cheese oh, wow. and stuff How on top of it. How does that even work? I have no idea. It's like cauliflower it's rice. Fast. They're just making things yes. in anything now. Yeah, yes, agree. Shit does not need to happen. That's a shit take. That's that, a shit take. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> um, 
Shapes, flavour. What is the best? Uh, well, top three are pretty the obvious. The orange one? Crimpy. He's a crimpy man. Oh, What's yes. good? Orange one. I also chicken wouldn't, crimpy. I wouldn't yes. get chicken. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. go past a... Um, the pink one? Is that like a peach? No, that's cheese and the, bacon. That's the cheese and, and bacon. bacon. Oh, that's nice. That's but now I've said it, the purple pizza ones are good too. Yeah. Yes. Oh. I'd go orange, purple, uh, pink. Right? Like barbecue's nice. out the top barbecue. three. Right, that's that. interesting. Interesting, because like I love like barbecue sauce. Yeah, I wouldn't go straight for a barbecue-flavoured anything. Wow. Like anything, wow. yeah. Barbecue-flavoured chips. But I love barbecue sauce. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Um, potato chip, salt and vinegar. Yep, they're number one for me. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah. So where, where would you uh, see flavors? Yeah, flavors. Oh, okay, um, salt and vinegar is number one. Maybe honey soy chicken. Ah, uh, yeah. Then, oh, then salt and vinegar. That's. Oh, and then I had this light and tangy thing the other day. You know those <laughs> the fins, the light yeah, green ones. I hadn't had it since primary school. Yes. Full took me back. Yeah, it used to get like. I just thought, oh, I'm keeping this now. This is mine. <laughs> and it was mine for the rest of the night. I had the whole pack. I had the whole bag. Oh, light and tangy are incredible. They're good. They're, I forgot they exist. That was the one that no one wanted in like the party pack the share pack yeah, you get the family bag while. as a yeah. kid and then wow. you, you probably relegate the french fries about that level like, but what about Re- whoa wow. they're, they're, not, they're good no but, they're good yeah but what yeah. about like twisties and burgerings like they're kind of they twisties. i haven't seen them for a while no they're still around burgerings <laughs> they were good burger they are good burgerings mm. will ruin tubes your mouth. are doing the rounds yeah. the yeah. Tubes are tubes. Back. <laughs> in a biscuits back i don't know those oh, ones this is a bit crazy wow that was back when i was a child that's how old they are um, <laughs> what about the Powerade flavor? Obviously, you oh, yeah. drink a lot of Powerade. Yeah. Hutto's all for. Oh, what? I can't even remember what I went. <laughs> I think it was purple. I think purple. my number one yeah. was. Yeah. Powerade or, or Powerade or Gatorade? Uh, I'd probably go Powerade. Yes. And my um, my managers at the team put mm-hmm. put my purple in every game oh, and good. constantly fill up my purple Powerades. But if I had the choice, I'd go with orange. They just don't orange. have them. It's you don't like, have orange. It's like a mango. It's really nice. Oh. A cold, a cold orange Powerade, like like from the TV ads where there's yeah. condensation. Like <laughs> <drips down> there. <laughs> they get you good, don't there's they? There's nothing <laughs> like that. There's nothing like that on a hot day. But but during a game, I use purple. Yeah. Beautiful. And if you do have soft drink, um, like say a Coke, yeah, what does it belong drink. in? Yeah. A gar- glass oh. bottle, plastic can. Mm. I'm not a soft drink guy, so yeah, wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought the soft no, drink. No, that's what that's what yeah. I would have thought. I'd have soda. I drink soda water as much as I do normal water. Yeah, um, we're just looking at you. You bring you drink liters of water a day. Yeah, I had no idea. Right? Mm. You're the second person. Mm. What maybe this week or within the last week that said you drink so much water or or hinted at my water drinking. I had no idea. I just got in a habit i guess of bringing a bottle with me everywhere and when it finishes you just fill it up and that, then that just keep doing five it five or six times a day with a little bottle yeah it's nuts that's just because we're shamed because we don't do it <laughs> <laughs> it's got pure tap sponsor sponsorship there. there's uh, very <laughs> different written all over i have it? been wondering why i've been running to the like toilet so much <laughs> lately well, what's going on with me might have a bit to do with it hey mate just before you go when does preseason get get started for uh, the sixes i'm think uh, we're pretty sure by the time everyone gets here from america and yep. quarantines and all that I think it's, it will be early September ish, um, yep. depending on what happens. Like they've already pushed it back a little bit now, mm. um, not too much, but enough to sort of, you know, shift things. So, mm-hmm. I think early September. I mean, we're sort of the guys that are here are sort of already in it anyway. We're yep. not we're not really doing nothing. We're sort of training most days anyway. So, uh, but once everyone gets here, we'll start full on. I reckon early September. And so, you're hundred percent. Yeah, ready fully to go. fit. Mm-hmm. Fully fit. Ready to go. Beautiful. Yeah, just what we want to hear. I saw Coach Henry's quarantining in Sydney, coming back from the states. So all's going well. The team's yeah. coming together. We, Isaac, we probably should get one more question in. Oh, what's that? The the thirty sixes hype man, one Jay Walsh, good friend of oh, ours. Yes. What's your opinion of um, Walshy? 
Well, obviously, I can't say anything bad. You've just said, <laughs> you've just said our good friend. Oh, well, you can. We, we, we give him shit all the time. No, I have nothing bad to say, though. I like him. Yeah. I'm usually playing, so I have yeah. no idea what's going on anyway. But <laughs> but I have, uh, yeah, I've had the little sideline interviews, and he seems like a great dude. Yeah, he's <laughs> a good dude. He'd love that. Great uh, dude. Uh, Tuggers, you haven't played the, the, uh, the 36's official anthem. Do, do, uh, does uh, Isaac's a music man. Do mm. you get pumped up when, uh, well, she's mates. Play this. I've no idea why you're playing. This. When does it play? During the game. <laughs> what? <laughs> Might as well play the bloody piano I thing that plays no the defense. Oh, oh no. goodness! And when do they play it? What, is they, what are they even saying? Apparently, it's yeah. when the team's down by... No, is it when they're up by 10 or down by 10 and yeah, they're coming the back? 10 or more in front. Mm. That's what it is. So when they're 10 or more in front, that plays. Wow. Well, you there take notice so now. many things that go on that we would just have no <laughs> yeah. idea about. Oh, I didn't know about that. I'm a fan. Mm. The Storm's probably stomped I'm it out. I'm a player. I feel <laughs> like I'm a, right. I'm a player. I should know that. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm actually in it. I should know that, but... No well, idea. now you'll hear it when you're live. I will. And I'll, do you guys come to the games? Oh, yeah. I'll have to find. Like, <laughs> Moscow? Why? Yeah. Are we up or down? I don't get it. I can't remember. We'll just come with a big sign that just what says Moscow it? on it. <laughs> Must be winning. Isaac, mate, thanks so much for coming in tonight. I know it's a bit out of your evening, but um, oh, we good. really appreciate it. Big big season yeah, coming up for the Sixers. You've uh, got real blue skies ahead as well, personally. So we wish you all the best, the team all the best for the season. I'm sure we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much, guys. I've had a great time. Appreciate it. Cheers.